0: hello everybody mariner here um welcome to net that hall in what is in the middle of what seems like another <laughs> purgatory week of just games every every night for what eight days or something crazy Nima.
1: <laughs> yeah it's been days. non-stop right um, it's gonna it like day
0: uh, we only had a day off last week from between fixtures. almost was it I, I just gets to the point now where i've just lo- i've just lost track of everything
1: yeah, no, I think um we're coming into the final three game weeks as well, and it really feels like crunch time now. Like this is the kind of make or break. You're either consolidating rank or you're risking it all to get to the top.
0: Or oh, oh, like me, just trying to stop just trying to stop freefall. Like <laughs> sinking. <laughs> <laughs> that horrible sinking feeling. I, I mean look, quite frankly, I think I'm speaking for on, on uh, from a perspective of a lot of people. I'm done. I need, I, I just want this season to finish. You might think it's a strange thing to say, but I just want it done. I, I need to get this last three weeks out of the way and put my feet up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's been a tough season, the COVID rescheduling. Um, never seen anything like it in a prior FPL season in my eight years I've played. Um, this is definitely one that we can put behind us and I'm looking forward to a hopefully more standard season next year with many 3pm kickoffs and not this kind of prolonged match-by-match game week where the highs and lows of your FPL score really hit home.
0: Yeah, and I, and I put a note on Twitter earlier in the week saying I've just spent four hours redoing the fixture difficulty for home and away on the proviso that the fans back in the grounds next year as well. So that's going to make for some fun and games for the first few weeks trying to do this show.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of, <laughs> lot of kind of, of trial and error uh, I think so. the yeah. historic data really of any recent for
0: sure, times. For sure, for sure. Right, first things first then, I mean, uh guys, let's say we're net that hole. Um and what can I say? <laughs> we're here for the <laughs> compass show. Um if you like what you uh if you like what you see give us a give us a like give us a subscribe on YouTube. We're over four hundred uh subscriptions now. Nima, how's the pods doing?
1: Yeah, great. We actually just hit our 500th download, so that was a nice milestone to celebrate. We're kind of available anywhere you listen to your pods, so you know if you can't watch the YouTube one week, definitely take us with you wherever you listen to your pods on Spotify, Apple, or Google. Um, And to give you a timestamp as well, yeah, exactly. And to give you a timestamp, it's currently 11.40 p.m. on Tuesday evening, so we've just finished watching the Southampton and Palace game, which Mariner correctly predicted, but We'll come on to that section soon enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we will. Right. Let's have a look at some teams, first of all. But obviously, um, it's still ongoing. So let's just touch on where we are. So, uh, mate, how uh, are you doing so far this week?
1: Um, I'm really pleased. I'm on 93 points. Um, Mm -hmm. I used my wild card, so that was exciting. Um, I, I opted for Ward over Mitchell, so I paid the extra half a mil for the security of starts. But... It didn't really make a difference, Mitch, while scored him anyway. Uh, <laughs> my other kind of big sin was that I went for a uh, Zaha over easy. And again, that one and a half million extra, that was not more points. That's for sure. I mean, Zaha got a petulant yellow card in the 93rd minute for talking back. So nice to see some things never change. Um, I'm actually on a f- kind of 35% green arrow. So I've gone up from 72K to a- just in the 50K now. So that's very exciting. Um, I'm only 55 points from top 10K. I didn't think I'd be here. Like a few weeks ago, I was about 100 points from top 10K. So, you know, three game weeks to go, 55 points to top 10K. I have some very exciting differentials lined up my sleeve for the rest of the season.
0: Marvellous. Well, you already started because you've got treble Crystal Palace in your wildcard. (laughs) What the hell are you doing?
1: And I think you may have noticed I also, um, to to be able to fund my... uh, upgrades in game week 36 and get 11 players out the door i had to downgrade kufal to eiling so now i've got dallas and eiling on my bench waiting to come on in uh, the blank game week against burnley
0: well Eiling could be a super differential right because he you know he hasn't got
1: an assist or a goal yet to this receive
0: all season long yeah. maybe maybe this is the time this is the time just looking through your team geiter in goal uh Ward, uh trent shaw uh greenwood fantastic fantastic captain very by happy the metric. With him. it is killing it again i this wish week. i'd followed the metric this week i got it. so do i so do i um zaha fernandez who you captain with 22 points at the moment salah kane disappointing unlucky very... toenail offside week, a- once again wins troll of the week it may as well just get the trophy just be done with it right? <laughs> for
1: the whole season when we do yeah, the absolutely. final ceremony <laughs>
0: Uh, Calvert-Lewin and uh, and, and Nacho And on the bench, Forster 10 points, Smith Rowe 8 points, Dallas 9 And Eiling 2 That would have been a good bench boost
1: it's a shame you can't use two chips in the same week. I I've I wasted my bench boost on six points from Leeds in game week eighteen or whenever their double was game me nineteen.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So fair enough. So that's a really nice score, I have to say. Uh and you know, I think I've actually scored more in half a game week than I've scored in the last three game weeks <laughs> put together.
1: That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> I've scored eighty six as well so far. So yeah, from my perspective, eighty-six, um, up from fifty-six K to forty K. We're nearly the same now. Um, how the close. tables have
1: turned. You were like, yeah. top 10K well, like the in the top ten cable.
0: I've been in free, <laughs> free fall, haven't I? But hopefully I've, I've arrested it a little bit. I think this is um, your turnaround recovery, the bounce. I don't like. know. I'm not I'm not sure about that, but uh, Martinez in goal now has turned into a just a just a two-point merchant now, hasn't he? Um Shaw sure dave aspila with set with a seven point leaving present uh because he's off um trent fernandez captain lingard times up salah madison times definitely up that was the worst move of the season bar one which is size and he oh, wow. them both in the same week
1: oh, no. <laughs> I remember when I made that claim this that Wolves wouldn't keep a clean sheet again it just feels like I cursed them since that week
0: you did um Greenwood of course I have as well Calvert Lewin and Nacho uh on the bench areola Vidra points on the bench irritatingly again I can never get his points um Seis and, and tosin. both Sice and in are gonna have to play next week for me so there we go this is where it's gonna go completely wrong but yeah, I'm 50, What? where am I? Uh, 50 points off the top 10 care, out of reach. Um, you never know, so never say never. No, I think it's out of reach, unless something goes completely, unless, unless something completely stupid happens um, in the next couple of weeks. And again, I've now started to think about playing differentials as well. I'm, I'm chasing mini leagues now, so I'm now looking at it the other way. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly, like almost less about overall rank and about trying to, Come absolutely. to the first or second position pole position in
0: the mini league, yeah, absolutely. So that's where I am. Um, I've still got about 14 players. It was how many players I've got left? Uh, 18 out of 27. So, yeah, oh wow,
1: yeah, I've got 20 out of 27. So you've got two more players than me to go nine players. That's a whole week
0: almost, yeah, a whole week to go. And I'm on 86 <laughs> points, not as good as the wife, which is 106, with about nine to go. <laughs> oh wow i know ridiculous she's doing so much better than me she's screaming up the ranks but anyway let's keep going so moving on then as always with this show guys we always look at um the fixture difficulty what it was before the start of this treble game week so um just for the benefit of the podcast uh, for the podcast listeners um the top three and bottom three for attack and defense as follows so at the top liverpool with a zero rank which basically means they can't get any better before they break the metric um Chelsea 1.1 Man United 1.6 at the bottom Sheffield United 5.7 Crystal Palace 4.7 Wolves 4.5 and defense-wise Manchester City top 1.2 Chelsea 1.5 Brighton 2 um Crystal Palace 6.4 at the bottom Southampton 5.5 West Brom 5.2 um yeah I mean the thing I would say there immediately and I know we'll come on to Brighton But I actually think that rank of two is pretty solid for Brighton. Now, if they've got the players on the pitch and they don't suffer red cards, I I genuinely, I thought they looked excellent until that red card. Yeah,
1: no, the, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I saw no. Dunk on the wild card, and yeah. to see him score a goal and get a red card all, all within sixty minutes—that that was crazy times. I, I know, I
0: know, it was madness. And I know there's a lot of a lot of great <laughs> depression going on on Twitter about it as well. A few bench <laughs> boosts went in the mud, didn't they? And a missing <laughs> Veltman as well with a hamstring issue. Yeah, there was some definite bench boost mud going on with that with that Brighton with that send it off for Dunk, and it was so pointless as well um triple game week then um let's look through these pictures and our predictions so first things first leicester newcastle i predicted 3-1 to leicester you predicted 2-1 to leicester it was 4-2 to newcastle where did that come from
1: yeah no so this was a crazy game like leicester actually had uh, 18 shots in the box um three big chances and an next year 2.65 and newcastle only had nine shots in the box but they had double the big chances so six of them and they had a 2.85 xg so Deserved winners, I would say. Um, Wilson scored a brace; like that was amazing. But sounds like he's out for the rest of the season now. So, any kind of premature plans to bringing him in for the final stretch? Um, unlucky if you moved quickly. Like I would have thought you'd learn by game week thirty-five, guys. Like no sympathy from me. Um, I'm going to be blunt. There, like I'm <laughs> so sorry. Nice. Like,
0: you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, you in a bad like, mood? No, bad no, mood. but
1: no, no. It's, I'm in a great mood. Like if you're bringing in Wilson <laughs> with nine players out of like twenty-seven to play yet, like. You know, you deserve it. Anyway,
0: just chewed your passport up just as you're about to go <laughs> overseas or something like that.
1: No, no, this kind of stuff happens to me every season, so <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, we would do the transfer trends, and we'll come on to that in a bit. But it just frustrates me some of the stuff I see. Like last week, um, one of the players that I had, uh, he dropped in price. I think it was Watkins. He dropped in price at the beginning of the game week, and then he was on the way to rising in price before the week started. And I'm thinking what are people doing like what you were selling him the first three days and then you were buying him the next three days like what is going on like and this obviously impacts me and you negatively because of price changes so
0: i'm done with price changes this year quite frankly i don't care anymore (laughs) i've got six million in the bank now anyway yeah you're pretty rich to be fair your
1: money in the bank yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean look the only thing i will say about the fixture difficulty and again for the benefit of the of the uh the podcasters please do come to the youtube channel if you want when you actually look at this week's predictions because i think visually i think it's important to look at the youtube uh, albeit you know clearly you walk in the dog or sat on the beach lucky devil um the one thing which was stood out for me with that leicester newcastle game was newcastle's defense being poor and they conceded two goals so i think we got that right i think that i think the metric got that bit right um it didn't get. Um, it didn't pick this next one though. Leeds three, Spurs one. Leeds all of a sudden turned up again. Rafinha's back. Um, I'm excited about Leeds. I'm even contemplating tripling up on them. How about that?
1: Yeah, no. I think Le- Leeds are looking great. Like we've been talking about how their defense has improved a lot over the last few weeks. Um, I think now in home games at Elland Road against all of the traditional big six, they've conceded one goal. So this idea that Leeds can't compete against the big teams, um, I think we can put that myth to sleep now. And I'm excited to see Bielsa going into next season after another summer window behind him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gareth Bale, home only.
1: Yeah, no. So so B- Bale, he was an exciting pick for this weekend. Um, I think many expected him to be benched, but I guess how can you bench a player off the back of a hat trick?
0: No, but he was crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But he still got his
0: goal, right? <laughs> i mean the numbers you know leads 12 shots in the box three big chances 2.28 xg spurs seven shots in the box two big chances 1.28 uh, obviously the toenail offside um could have changed this game quite considerably right um,
1: yeah no i think so but it's one of those situations where leeds just deserved that win like they played their hearts out um Like They they were just very impressive. I think going into the easier fixtures coming up, this was a great audition for their positions in our teams.
0: Yep. Well, as I say, we never saw it coming, either with our predictions, because I predicted a a 2-1 Spurs win, and you also predicted a 2-1 Spurs win, because we didn't look at each other's fixtures, (laughs) each other's predictions last week. So, uh -uh, wrong again. So, so far, 100% fail record. Let's keep going. Crystal Palace against Sheffield United sheffield united must be bad if crystal palace can score two. but you obviously saw it coming because you brought three into your wild card, you crazy fool
1: yeah i doubled up on the defense and i just wish i'd gone for easy like that could have just been such a different game week for me if i had easy yeah.
0: But this was red all over right and you know this was either going one way or the other it was either going uh, a complete crazy goal fest or crap it, it, yeah, it, happens, no, it, yeah. up, it actually ended up somewhere in between but yeah we put we both predicted one one draws wrong again next manchester city against chelsea um that was always going to be an interesting one more to the point about who was going to play and that clearly was the the defining point with respect to i think the scores as well um i predicted a 1-0 win to, to city you predicted a 1-1 draw chelsea won 2 one What about
1: that one, mate? Yeah, so this was an interesting one. I think there was a lot of mind games and I know that Tuchel said he was going to rotate the team and Pep kind of dissimilar really, but I think they're just not wanting to show their hands leading into the Champions League final. It feels very much like it was kind of a chess match and, you know, unbelievable work that Tuchel's done since he arrived. Um, That's a big win against Pep, but equally City just kind of got the title tonight after United lost, so... I don't think it's harmed Their title
0: challenge. They've won the title now, anyway, so it doesn't matter, because with what's yeah. gone on overnight, I think, I think I saw Pretty it. Much, I think yeah. I saw Obviously, now where United have lost, that's the title handed on a plate. So there's another team with nothing. To, there's a number of teams now with nothing to play for. Uh, we'll come on to that later. Um, yeah, failed again. So so far we've got a hundred percent record from four games, Numa. We haven't predicted a single result right, let, let alone a score right. No, so, no. What I will funny.
1: say is shout out to all the Alonzo sellers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean look, I, <laughs> cruel I, to I got, I got, I got a, a Dave assist, didn't I? <laughs> <You> somehow, <laughs> I don't know. How. <laughs> I mean, mate, I'll take it. Considering every time that bugger's on the pit, every time he's on the bench, they keep a clean sheet. You've got to give me something, man. Um, of course. <laughs> the next one: Liverpool against Southampton. Um, well, look, I, I thought this would be a complete goal fest, and it wasn't. I predicted 5 1. You predicted the score correctly 2 0. Well done, mate. Um, but if you look at the stats, Liverpool 12 shots in the box, four big chances, 2.37 xg. Mane starting to look like old. What's your view?
1: Yeah, no, I think Mane is an exciting pick if you're going to double up. If you don't already have someone like Diego Jota, then you know he's someone who I'm actually considering bringing into my team for Bruno in the blank game, Big 36. So when we come on to the previews, I'll talk a bit more about that. And there's some questions as well in the Q&A. So for me, like this game, um, I did expect like the clean sheet from Liverpool. So I was happy to see Trent finally keep one for me. That um, that was very good news there was a bit of a lack of clinicalness and finishing, which we've been seeing from Liverpool lately. So I'm optimistic with the upcoming fixtures and the unlikely battle for top four now that Leicester won overnight. You know, there is still a very small outside chance they can make it if Leicester lose a few games. So I'm, I'm backing Liverpool and I think I'm going to try go triple Liverpool for the remainder of the season.
0: I agree with you. And if I could be certain that all three... Jota, mane and Salah were starting, like the algorithm, I would have them. Yeah, I would so just skip all the defense
1: altogether. Midfield. Yeah.
0: I would go all three across midfield on the basis of the fixture difficulties, which are insane.
1: They, they must be the best of any team for the remainder of the season by far. Like not even I've gone
0: on record now said I expect Liverpool to put five past two teams in the next three in the next three game weeks. Nice. I genuinely think they will i've just got that funny feeling i don't know which ones um i mean they're still smarting from that west brom earlier in the season out there that could that could be the starting point you never know i think they do want to give give it, give old mike bassett a bit of a see into <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean but look, i mean the matchup was in huge in liverpool's favor but it didn't happen sometimes how it goes um moving on um wolves against brighton all about lewis dunks red card um I predicted a one 0 win to Brighton. You predicted a one-one draw. Wolves 1-2-1, finally scoring, but quite frankly, only against ten men. Um, wasn't really impressed with Wolves. Would leave them alone, but I still think Brighton looked fabulous. But say so Dunk's going to get a one? He's only going to get a one-match ban, isn't he? Because it's a straight. It was a straight red for not. It for wasn't. Violent. It wasn't
1: violent conduct, was it? No.
0: no. So it's only one match, so he's still coming back, but.
1: But I guess he misses the blank game week. week. The week you would want him, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want him this week when your kind of other defenders, like from Chelsea and Arsenal and um, United, are all blanking, and now Dunk won't play. So it's a bit frustrating. I'm not going to lie.
0: I agree, but I mean, look. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to sound remotely. I'm funny about it,
1: but good. It's about time someone else had some bad Yeah, I've had a lot of misfortune this season. This is the first time I've had, like, two big back-to-back green arrows. And my biggest threats were people like Lingard and what he's played. So I feel relatively safe going into these
0: final three fixtures. I think I'm I'm not too bad myself. But look, I mean, I I do sympathise, genuinely sympathise with people who have these players lined up for this blank game week. And then find that people are either injured or suspended. You know, there's people sent off after the final whistle. Morpai got a red after the <laughs> final whistle. Um, you know, other sendings off, and you know, Watkins got a red card, but he he won't. Yeah, that was frustrating. This week, yeah. he'll miss the second game this week, won't he? Not next. And then week. he'll
1: start next week in the blank against Palace, yeah. and yeah.
0: So, I guess what yes, I will say
1: on this game, though, is that so. Although Wolves scored two goals, they only had the one big chance from their nine shots in the box. So they, they weren't great. And then Brighton, they has zero big chances from five shots in the box. So, yeah, as it you said, that record kind of
0: killed them. It wasn't a great game. Um, Not I mean, for a
1: neutral no, fan, anyway. No, no,
0: it wasn't. Um, moving on, um, Aston Villa against Man U. Um, so, 3-1 to United. Um, I predicted a 2-0, and you predicted 3-1. So, well done again, Neiman. That's two, no, that's
1: two in a week. Wow, this might that's be a record. two in a
0: week you've got right. Um, Mason Greenwood.
1: Yeah, no, I think he's that's been fabulous. fantastic. Yeah, fantastic asset.
0: It's just fabulous asset now, and looks like, you know, he's playing 60 minutes per game, roughly. 60-something minutes per game, which is all set well i think for him to start against liverpool as well um i'd be disappointed if he didn't now i mean the metric picked him the algo picked him i picked him you picked him
1: you know he was always gonna as soon as it was a triple game with greenwood was mine like he was in that wildcard team (laughs) though i know some people had Jota instead because of the blank so I, i feel like that's a bit unfair like it's a bit rough on them Hopefully, Jota can repay the faith a little bit on Thursday night this week for them. But in general, I think this season has been the kind of season where planners have been punished a lot. So, you know, you you buy a player because you're thinking of a future agree. week and you miss out on the points this week. And I it just agree. seems to keep happening so much. And, this year. And I've like, been
0: doing that for weeks on end and I changed my strategy this week and it's paid off.
1: It's crazy, yeah. right? Like it's so different to normal years where you get normally rewarded for planning far ahead. And now it's kind of like just... Play it by ear, just buy the players this game week that you think are going to get the most points and just jump and go between them every week.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it was Riser who said it. I think it was. He said on Twitter something like, just take a solid eye look at yourself. If you don't have three Manchester United players in a triple game week, what are you doing? Now, what were you thinking? That type of message out there, right?
1: There was a lot of debate about captain Iannaccio or Salah. yeah. Like, you know, they're viable, sure. And like, okay, maybe Bruno wouldn't play all three, but still looks pretty good to get a lot of points. And he's just no. one jammy penalty away from a very explosive hole. And that's right. People were telling me they dropped like 15K rank just from him coming on today. So like, wait till he gets another goal or assist, guys, if you didn't captain him. Like, wow. Yeah. The yeah,
0: ATO high, isn't it? Was it 170? Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah. Top, up there. I think if head. if so many triple captains hadn't already been blown, he would have definitely been above two hundred percent as was Gain a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And this is a and and this is a general thing. And I don't know whether again this season's like a one off. And I think we all have to take the season with a pinch of salt when we do our wash up at the end. Um, but holding chips was probably a good move as it happened, but mm. we didn't know it was a good move. At the time, we didn't know it was good to hold, it, but obviously, with the COVID, as it happens, COVID slid away, and it's actually the end of COVID which has actually buggered us up.
1: But yeah, the like the, the return back, of the so fans.
0: To the we've state. been clobbered by COVID, and now we've been clobbered as it leaves.
1: It just doesn't want to let us have a nice season of football, basically.
0: Bastard disease.
1: But you yeah, know, this was a good game, and I think just, just on that United point to wrap up, so like. They had 11 shots in the box, two big chances. Um, Villa had zero big chances, five shots in the box. I know Grealish is supposedly back on the bench, fit enough to return on uh, Thursday. But I think Villa without him, have just they've looked like a shadow of their former selves from earlier this season. And there was talk of them getting a European spot earlier in the year, and they've really faded away hard.
0: I, I agree. If I could get rid of Martinez, I would. Well, I, I
1: saw concert and Watkins on wildcard, so that, that felt like a masterstroke.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one, West Ham nil, Everton 1. We both predicted goals here, but it didn't happen. We both predicted a 2-2 draw. I was delighted with the Calvert-Lewin return, I, I, and I thought he took his goal very, very well indeed. Um, I'm still quite boyish about Everton. I think they've still got a bit to play for. Um Especially
1: with that win against West Ham and denting their top four hopes, um, yeah. I think they'll now be eyeing up the top six, and there's no reason they couldn't overtake Spurs. Like, there's absolutely no reason.
0: No, no. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think
1: Everton have a lot to play for, them. I'd be talking Everton them.
0: assets are well worth a look. Don't uh, they face
1: Sheffield as well? Sheffield, I think in yeah. the blank game week. Yeah, that's pretty good going.
0: Yeah, it is. Be great, great if you're free hitting uh, Everton assets hundred percent.
1: Right. Dinya, dcl and sigurdsson or something
0: yeah or or Dinia, dcl and rich allison
1: yeah no that's a that's an option as well for sure
0: that's a real differential isn't it um did i just say that rich allison did i mention a positive thing about rich allison god i must have been, must have been drinking last night oh hang on i was um next <laughs> next thing um ask uh, arsenal against west brom um I predicted a 2-1 win. You predicted a 2-0 win. It was 3-1. I'm annoyed because I nearly went 3 1. I remember thinking, do I go 3 1? I thought I'd got this score right when I looked back and I thought, oh bollocks, I put 2 1 down. I mean, again, here the only standout on the matchups was the fact that West Brom were very negative on attack on, on defense. And, yeah, I think it comes to pass. I think that's that result pretty much is as the metric, as the, as the FDR.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, Johnston has been doing some heroics for a few weeks, but even that's not been enough to kind of save West Brom. And, obviously, Maitland-Niles has been a core part of their midfield of late, and he wasn't allowed to play against his parent club. So, I think that probably had an understated impact.
0: Yeah. Smith-Rowe, nice goal, point. 4. 3
1: 4. two 4.3 million 4.2 million I mean he's my fifth 2. mid on the wild card and um, I'm kind of gutted I didn't play him over Kane considering he does have one more game to go tomorrow as well on his eight points but at the time you know that Kane starting Kane obviously made more sense and you know Pretty that different. offside it could have been a different story on a different day
0: he is one of those players who will be on my radar for next season
1: I'm so keen to see what they price him as because yeah. he, he is going to be one of the futures of the entire like Arsenal yeah. awesome no, team. Like the there's, a co- there's
0: a couple of players who've popped out this week as the possible uh, options for next season. Willock is another one I thought. Um, we'll yeah. And even Tammy
1: Abraham, if he goes to yeah. somewhere like a Newcastle and um, Wilson's quite injury prone, like I'm very excited to, I'm sure we'll do a wrap up season episode and, mm-hmm. But as we approach the preseason, we'll be sure to start building some hype as we look into the promoted teams and Absolutely, the new yeah. signings.
0: Yeah, I've just moved the slide on early then. I've just realised we didn't do Fulham against Burnley, but quite frankly, I don't know
1: I, I guess the only key <laughs> Chris takeaway Wood scored is that, next. yeah, Chris Wood scored and uh, Fulham <laughs> got relegated. That That's really yeah. the takeaway there. Like They had Move 12 on, shots in you. the box, zero big chances. They went out with a whimper
0: i predicted three two completely wrong you predicted nil nil probably closer to it with respect to the statistics but yeah uh i got the at least i got the score i got the result right So next, yeah. anyway, let's move on southampton against palace so now we're to last night and uh right i got the score right three one southampton you said a one one draw
1: <laughs> yeah no that 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 was um wishful thinking i didn't realize danny ings was back and he just absolutely battered them um Palace, um, yeah, they they're in some major turmoil right now. I think um, we need to see what happens with their kind of summer business, and yeah, they're, they're definitely a relegation candidate for next year if they don't do proper business. Considering they're losing like ten to fifteen first team players and their manager,
0: I totally agree with you. They're just uh, they're just out of it, and and they are really ripe for hammerings. In my view, you know, I genuinely think they're right, they're right for an absolute caning somewhere. um The good news yeah.
1: is, I am benching them all basically after I the know, blank game. You brought
0: can... three in. You've just slapped yeah, them up yeah. and you brought three in again.
1: Yeah, the, I, I, with Gator, like Pickford was my alternative or Meslier. And well, I've got Dallas and Isling, so I wasn't going to get a no. Leeds goalkeeper. I needed a spot for Rafinha or Bamford
0: i mean at the end of the day you know the players the, the playing players right they're, at least they're on the pitch so that's all you need on a bench really quite often and um, they play
1: villa in the blank game week and you know we've just been talking about villa's drop off it's not the end of the world
0: no we'll come on to the predictions in a few minutes um and then man united and leicester manchester united playing like a second team um i, I did see the goals um, i have to say luke thomas's goal was incredible yeah, no, incredible goal another player who if he gets a run could be a real asset um in for next season um maybe won't be because people like uh justin and players like that'll be back uh, i would hope for his sake um but yeah leicester won um uh, madison again blanked nacho blanked for the first time in ages Vardy. He almost
1: had an assist, Vardy should have scored, but um yeah. he kind of couldn't finish that year Nacho assist off. Yeah.
0: And Mason Greenwood scored a cracking goal again. Yeah, no,
1: he's he's proving to be a very good asset. Um I think at the start of the year people were hopeful of him before the season began and he he wasn't really getting as many starts, but with Dan James out, Martial out, you know, Cavani's age and three games in six days followed by Europa League semi-final and yeah, like, it seems like he's the one who's 19. He recovers quickest. He gets to play the most minutes.
0: I, I'm really excited. I think we've got... I mean, English football has a real couple of... It's got some super gems kicking around in the young young players. We may have another golden generation starting to appear. That's that's my take. That's my hot take on it. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So, anyway, so that's that. We've still got three fixtures to go. Uh, Chelsea against Arsenal. Uh, Villa against Everton. And United against Liverpool at the moment it is seven all with oh, respect to the scored predictions.
1: And the only difference we have is that you've predicted Chelsea to win and I predicted Arsenal to win. So unless one of us gets a score line correct, that Chelsea Arsenal game could be the be all end all of whether I buy you drinks when you come to London.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's getting that close, isn't it? It's like the winning line in an election. You're getting that, yes. that swingometer or whatever it is, is it? <laughs> exactly. Um, i mean one thing we have done and i'll just say this very quickly we predict we both predicted 3-2 liverpool to win i reckon uh, please god let it be three two (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah please this would be fantastic.
0: we we'll need some, some short, short trend goal assist. and trend an assists the Salah goal and also a bruno goal and a greenwood goal and whilst we're at it a luke shaw goal or assist i've point. got like five players in that game yes me like. too that could be like that could be worth 50 points that
1: that would be <laughs> a 150 <laughs> point game week
0: <laughs> could score more in one game than I scored in the last two game weeks right let's keep going so mate um so at the moment yeah it's four two but that's obviously before we get to this this week's um game um beers are still on you and it is now time to move across (coughs) to your transfer trend so I'm just gonna have a. have got a frog in my throat so I'm just gonna have a quick pause and then I'll let you loose
1: Okay, man, over to you. Great. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Transfer Trends. So this is my weekly piece using data from Fantasy Football Fix to look at which players are being the most brought in and who they're replacing. Um, I also write an article on Fantasy Football Hub closer to the end of the week, which will look at a key combination and my thoughts on that. So keep an eye out for that on my Twitter. So this week, um, the top transfers in are actually Bamford, Dallas, Sun, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, Salah, Kane, and Lingard. And the top transfers out are Iheanacho, Fernandez, Watkins, Vardy, Dunk, Mount, Rashford, and Madison. No player has actually been bought in by more than 70,000 managers, and no one has been sold by more than 80,000. So it's a bit of a quieter week than normal. The top eight transfers in and out are quite kind of close to each other in terms of sales and buys. Um, I think people are waiting to see what happens in these final few fixtures and They don't want any risks in the final three matches of the season. In terms of kind of the top 10 combos that are happening as well, so moving on, we're kind of seeing the most popular combos are Iheanacho being sold for either Antonio or Bamford. So those are the top two combos. Um, For those of you listening in podcast format, I have a graphic up right now that shows like a very nice diagram from Fantasy Football Fix of kind of where these replacements are happening. So I would say check it out on the stills of the video if you are listening on podcast just to get a better idea in terms of then kind of other key patterns we're seeing so we're seeing um castania being sold for dallas so i think he's been a disappointment for many in the double game week vardy's being ditched for calvert lewin Acho, his partner again being ditched for calvert lewin fernandez making way for the likes of salah and son and we've also seen Rashford being sold for Son and a few more kind of Vardy sales for Antonio and Bamford. So the key takeaway is that, and I think we've seen this in the Q&As, everybody wants to know who should I pick in the striker position? There's only three positions and all of Antonio, Bamford, Calvert, Lewin and Kane look like solid options. And Chris Wood, dare I say it, shout out to our mate, big man, Bacar, who he has a lot of Wood in his end of season. Now, so moving on, that did not come out, I do, right?
0: I just, just very quickly, Neymar, I do, I do sense a few rage transfers here. I see Vardy and Castagna as rage transfers, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm convinced some of these sales happen before they even blank tonight, but, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the forwards, then what's this? So uh, let's just look at it. from yeah, so the forward straight place, at the forwards,
1: yeah, so in the forward position, like in the top 10 combos, uh, Ihe, Nacho and Vardy make up eight of the 10 players being sold in these combinations and Watkins is the other one. I don't know if those people got the memo that Watkins is playing Palace next week and he's not banned, but...
0: Uh, I, I, that's, that's, that's bloody in mad. And Grealish it's is about to return. Out. I mean, what the hell... Sixty was it? Sixty thousand people that took him out was it? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Sixty thousand people. 60 took 000. Him
1: out. <laughs> yeah, like I understand the ones who are blanking, like Nacho Fernandez, Vardy, like they're all blanking. Madison, like Rashford, but Watkins isn't blanking. Like, why not just sell someone else? And he's,
0: and he's got like seven returns in the last eight, or something stupid as well. I mean, to be yeah, fair, I can't great. even call him. The, I mean, the Carpenter's been confined to the. Uh, been conf- confined to the bin.
1: Um, We've not been that for a long time. Yeah, no, no,
0: no absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, look, I genuinely say now, I am super bored with strikers. I am bored. Look at this; it's boring. Where's the differential? There isn't one.
1: The Chris Wood is the only one.
0: Is he a differential now?
1: Benteke this week, but I think people oh, missed that boat really? if you don't really, really own him.
0: We're really dragging the depths now, aren't we? I mean, you were saying Timo Werner next.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be looking at maybe Aguero or Jesus for game Gameweek 36 against okay. Newcastle, but that's about as far as I'm willing to go. mention
0: that name. was not allowed. as that we blanked in the captain metric. That's not acceptable. No <laughs> no more mentions of Gabriel Jesus, please. He's um, now
1: standing off. Jesus.
0: He, he, Jesus. Jesus. get <laughs> we'll get gabe to, we'll get gabe on to predict that one i'll say that so right midfielders let's
1: keep going yeah just looking so fernandez <laughs> makes up most of the sales this week and so does kind of the other additional blank players so the likes of rashford madison greenwood and mount so in the top 10 combos of midfielders being sold they're all blank game weakers. and um, they're actually all being kind of turned into predominantly sun and salah at the higher price points and then at the cheaper price, boys, they're turning into the likes of Rafinha. So Greenwood and Madison are kind of being sold for Rafinha as an alternative. And um, there is a few Bale buys and Mares buys. I'm not quite sure on the people buying De Bruyne when he's not fit to play or get into a lineup or a bench position. But again, like, I guess people maybe made that purchase before KDB didn't even make the bench against Chelsea. So... You know, warnings yeah. of early transfers, as we always and, say. And um,
0: I'm delighted to see that whilst I have not rage transferred Madison out, I am making that very same move. The Madison to Mar- Madison Rafinha.
1: Oh, the Rafinha one. Yeah.
0: I am making the Madison to Rafinha move for sure. Okay. And defenders. Defenders. So, Castagna,
1: as we said, um, he's being rage transferred out. Dunk is being rage transferred out. um they're basically just being turned into dinia and Dallas. Like, they're the main two targets. And um, Dallas got another nine-pointer on everyone's benches this week. Uh, he has been an insane asset, basically playing in midfield, attacking midfield almost. And I guess dinia like, you know, Everton faced Palace and he, he could very well, you know, get double De Gea haul in that game. There's definitely attacking returns and clean sheet on the card for him.
0: 23% of transfers, roughly, moving to Dallas.
1: Yeah, that, that, I think a lot of people sold Dallas, and then like yeah. I wild carded him in, and the day after my wild card, he dropped in price.
0: <laughs> I sold him, <laughs> and to be <laughs> fair, I sold him early enough when he went through his blanks. So actually, I think at that stage, I got away with it. But then it's quickly come back to haunt me. Um, yeah, no. What we should say
1: is Dallas is actually eight of the combos. So Dallas is eight out of the ten most popular combos of defenders going in and, and out
0: and again are we now getting to the point where we're getting so template now we're just scratching around looking for these little differentials and i think we'll come on to that in a minute and I, when we come to our our own teams uh, after we've looked at the the fixtures for, for next week so yeah. um thanks Nima. um as always i love this section and and you know i just think it's so important and it's such a it, it's a way of Almost fact-checking your own mind. Do you know what I mean? No,
1: I totally agree. Like seeing like what the masses are doing, it definitely helps me decide. Like, am I on the right track? Like, could I maybe go slightly differently or more bold than some of the masses and pick someone who's not being picked up? Like a lot of the time, there's an asset that isn't making it into the combo lists, but there's no good reason for it. Like all the stats, all the underlying numbers, the bookies' odds—they all favor that player, but they're just not the sexy pick, you could say. So everyone's going for like the Dallas maybe it's Eilings time to return now one of (laughs)
0: my that's right and one of my FPL rules for next season is do not make a transfer until I have checked this
1: yeah no I think this I definitely use this to help me um sometimes I find myself buying the players that are being sold as well so there is an interesting kind of flip side Uh, to this
0: that's exactly the point I was going to make size two weeks ago three weeks ago People were selling him. I brought him. What a clown.
1: I guess that kind of, yeah, went the wrong way. uh...
0: Yeah. I mean, Madison was was a punt, but
1: bad one. There's always space (laughs) for one to two punts in every team, I think. But when you start punting on three, four positions in your 11, you're in trouble. Yes.
0: Yes. Sounds like punt. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear God. Did I just set guys let's move on so uh again another frog in the throat so a quick pause and then we'll come back in with the fixtures for next game and here we go and for the benefit of the uh podcasters not only do we now have a the fixture difficulties prior to game week 36 but now we've got a load of baseball caps sat to the side of each fixture of each team um why because i think there's about 12 or 13 teams now with nothing absolutely nothing to play for um and i think this now means that we're nearly getting to the point where fixture difficulties really nice to look at but we're in gut feel and punt territory in many many predictions going forwards um makes me not want to overthink it Nima. What you, what's your perspective
1: yeah no I, I agree like um i think we need to just take the caveat that some of these players will want to fight for like a spot for their national team but Outside of that, I think the the big teams that you've got here sort of like to kind of Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Man United, City, West Ham, Everton, um, Spurs, Arsenal. They they all have a bit to play for. Whether that's kind of coming into the top six, getting a European spot, whether it's kind of um, you know finishing in the top half of the table so they're not humiliated or finishing above a rival. Th- there's a lot going on there, and also they obviously have more international players than the smaller clubs. So those people want to be on that plane. Um there are some teams though that as you say, so I think the likes of kind of Brighton, Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Leeds, like all these guys, like they're kind of comfortably mid-table. Um even maybe the likes of Palace, Newcastle, Southampton, they're pretty safe, you know, they're fine. And after last night, with Fulham getting kind of confirmed as the third relegated team there isn't really anyone who can be relegated beyond no, the ones who boring. are already relegated
0: it's <laughs> really boring it's really boring it's quite disappointing i love a good carve up on the final day of the season i've got to be honest i really do i love to see some drama i watched the championship uh relegation match derby against uh sheffield wednesday it was an absolute belting match it was far better than any premier league game i've seen all season um really loved it um i mean looking at the fixture difficulties um and i completely agree with what you're saying um liverpool are top of attack now still with zero um newcastle 1.7 newcastle my god this is obviously before callum wilson injury throw that in the bin straight away um chelsea 1.8 leicester 2.5 west brom right up there with chances and i'll tell you who's made who might make an appearance in a metric this week pereira against liverpool
1: yeah, I sold him on the card.
0: <laughs> I'm having to fact check that, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I might go and stick a couple of quid on Pereira's scoring first.
1: He's he scored um, a lot against the big six or assisted like I know this guy, FPLZ, he um the lineup Brazil is his Twitter, and he does like a thing where he looks at players' stats against big six. So he looks at non big six players and how they do and I'm pretty sure that Pereira is like the key asset who returns D most against the big six. So now hearing about your metric and how he's turning up on that, plus knowing his previous record against big six teams, um, I don't think he's afraid of these big clubs. Like He's happy. Like He could end up at a very big club himself pretty soon.
0: Exactly. And when we talk about Liverpool, and uh, so we'll just go through, uh, just attack
1: just yeah, for the yeah, bottom as well.
0: Through. So Sheffield United at the bottom, 5.6, Fulham 5, Wolves 4.5, Crystal Palace 4.2, Brighton 3.8, your boys 3.5. 3. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think not a lot's changing, really. I think the only one, the, the ones that have changed, the, the big jumps, Burnley. Burnley now have, have jumped up to eighth. And they were really very very low so burnley chris wood great option in my opinion i'm still holding vidra in the hope that one day he might actually get some points when i actually pick him um but who knows we'll have to see about that um defensively wise uh city at the top 1.4 chelsea 1.9 manchester united two brighton 2.4 solid 2.4 with dunk um arsenal 2.8 and then at the bottom southampton now bottom 5.7 newcastle 5.5 crystal palace 5.4 spurs 5.1 sheffield united improved a bit 4.8 but it's still a plus 4.8 matchup against uh so is it not sheffield it was sheffield united playing everton wasn't it everton yeah So yeah, positive matchup for that sorry i'm getting mixed up there with sheffield United. they're not playing liverpool are they i don't know why well, i've got that in my head um so yeah so that's where we are so um should we move on to the predictions and see what, we've, yeah, uh, let's what we're doing next week yeah okay so let's start with newcastle against man city um so newcastle attack 1.7 false against city defense 1.4 uh city attack 3.2 newcastle 5.5 uh, defense Again, there's only really one big problem there, in my view, and that's Newcastle's defence. But if City had to wrap the league, the title up, I could have seen them put a really strong side out. I don't know where we're going to go with this side now. What's yeah, I was
1: I was expecting to see the likes of kind of Mares play. Um, I think Aguero and Jesus, I think they'll start all of the games, like the next three games, to finish the season off. Um. They might not play a striker in the champions league so i expected Agüero and jesus to get minutes but um it is a weird one like i was expecting kind of full strength 11 for this but maybe with the t- like titles wrapped up now they don't need to kind of go in and win and they've already got the title so do they play a strong team now or do they kind of wait till they're playing in front of fans in 37 or 38 i
0: don't know but i mean what i will say is that if you can get the right three they're gonna have. Very good matchups, and they'll be fantastic free hit material if you can guess the right three. Um, yeah, like I'm looking at, at Mares. I think, Aguero, I think I agree with you. I think Aguero, Mares, and I don't know whether I might have a little go on Foden.
1: Yeah, he, he's a pretty exciting one. Um, I think for me, it's between Foden and Mares this week as like an option. Um if I wasn't to go for the likes of Bale or Sun or Mane, so the, I'm kind of looking at premiums from all of those teams uh spurs liverpool and city Hmm.
0: i think i might i might have a that's what as a always cheating say, mffa make fantasy fun again i might have an aguero cheeky punt in 37 now because i've got cash in the bank so i might actually bring aguero in and and just just have some fun for the last game week with that as an ultra differential right because i've got it's an option because originally I was looking at Callum Wilson I still can't believe I'm saying that
1: so that um, option is long gone I guess yeah. Long gone, yeah I'm afraid
0: um anyway so I predicted 3-0 um and you have predicted 3-1 both the city um next one Burnley against Leeds um this could be an absolute goal fest in my view and I think you agree well you certainly agree because I predicted a 3-3 and you've predicted a 4-2 Leeds win away at Burnley this is before fans <laughs> obviously fans aren't back till next week are they um pretty balanced sort of matchups three versus 3.6 um burnley attack leads defense and leads attack 3.3 burnley 4.2 rafinha coming back i think that pushes leads um attacking uh metal up so i tend to think leads will score and i think I really like the idea of leads—at least two leads—from now till the end of the season.
1: Yeah, no, I think two to three leads is uh, definitely a way to attack the rank going into this final stretch. Um, I, I'm struggling between Rafinha and Bamford um, because I like the idea of um, Antonio. I may kind of look at a Antonio and Rafinha double up option. I think I prefer that over the Lingard and Bamford variation.
0: Yeah, it could be time. It could we could be calling time on Lingard. It, it's a funny one. I've even contemplated taking him out as well. Um, but we'll come back to that later on, I think. Um Southampton against Fulham. Um Benidorm against somewhere <laughs> at the Costa del Sol, right? Um Yeah, well, the only positive thing there is Southampton's attack. Two point nine, Danny Ing's back, Jay Adams. Did I see the Shay Adams?
1: That game being free actually... all over again.
0: <laughs> I, I, on the basis of this, I think it'll be a two-one Southampton win, and you've gone for a two-nil win. I, I, it could be a lot more than that. Now, now there's nothing to play for. If Southampton turn up and want to just, do you know what? Let's just play nice and free. It could be three or four. In my yeah, and I
1: think with Fulham down Southampton, I, I i could see them maybe scoring quite a few. Yeah,
0: frightens the life out of me because I've got toes and I've got to play.
1: I may as well not bother. Right? It's like no point he, transferring me out, no point yeah, transferring because out. Even if you don't play him, he's gonna come off your
0: pitch. He <laughs> probably gets sent off. You watch, um, just to really piss me off, um, because I can sense it's gonna be a tough week next week. I've got a funny feeling, um. Brighton against West Ham um West Ham something to play for here so Brighton no longer anything to play for no Lewis Dunk Veltman doubtful possibly back um 2-0 win for me to West Ham and 2-1 to you again the only real positive you can see there is Brighton defense but that is without Lewis Dunk
1: yeah, no, I think they're going to be a lot weaker without him. He's club captain, probably their best centre-back by a mile. I'm not so excited about the prospects of Brighton. Um, we've both gone for West Ham win. I kind of predicted this before seeing um, the previous matches, so I, I didn't think West Ham would have lost. Yeah. I, like, I thought they'd still be in the running. I thought they would have beaten Everton this week, and they'd be fighting for a top-four place. But this does complicate it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Equally, though, Brighton don't really have anything to play for, so I, I still think West Ham will win, but maybe it's a tighter margin.
0: What I don't like about my prediction is West Ham's defence at 4.5. This was obviously before I predicted this before I updated the fixture difficulties. Um, that says to me that West Ham might not keep a clean sheet this week.
1: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Definitely. I saw Kufalo on my wild card, so I hope you're right. I hope. My yeah. lead no, I,
0: I think it's distinctly possible, but uh, and, and of course um Brighton don't have molepi, so who will play who will play for them is um who might come in well obviously Welbeck will play
1: they don't have um their good old club legend anymore, do they no He's yeah, nice. commonly fit.
0: It might be commonly. It might, it might be Conley. Be Conley, yeah. oh, He, sort might, have it point, in he feels- might have a point to prove, having warmed the bench for quite a long period of this season and also been injured a few times. So yeah, who knows? um The next one: Crystal Palace against Villa. um Two very average attacks: four point two and three point three, and two poor defenses. Now Villa four point four, Crystal Palace five point four. Martinez no longer being that wall that he was. The goal he conceded against Greenwood, I thought, was pretty poor.
1: Yeah, no, I, I do think so. Um, I, I know that with Grealish potentially making the bench on Thursday and like maybe starting against Palace, like this could be a bit different. But we've all gone for a Palace win in our predictions so far, haven't we? Um, Easy. Well, well, yeah. I, I have Zaha, and I'm kind of looking at him now, and i was intending on taking a minus four to sell like ianacho and greenwood or Acho and bruno or bruno and greenwood now kind of like do i just keep greenwood and sell zaha even though he has a fixture like am i that angry at the guy that i just rate like that surely that's worse like taking a minus four to sell a playing player like what the hell um... Uh, you will bring him in who, who Zaha, yeah, and you know, as in, I brought him in, yeah, yeah, but I just wish I'd gone for easy now. Um, what a waste of money!
0: I'm not sure whether we've gone the right way with that. It could be with if Grealish comes back, it might give it, if, if, even if he comes off the bench for 20 minutes to half an hour, that could be enough against a 5.4 ranked defense. Yeah, the that, that's the worry that here. One could turn to three, two.
1: Yeah, I think we've been a bit too optimistic on Palace's uh option. <laughs>
0: I think there's going to be two red blobs there <laughs> next week when we come to do this show. Um and the last three fixtures, let's quickly look at those. Spurs against Wolves, two average attacks, 3.3 for Spurs, 4.5 for Wolves. Um Spurs defence now 5.1. Stay away now. 100% stay away free hitting. Do not even contemplate a Spurs defender.
1: In my view yeah no i wouldn't go near them like maybe the attack sure but i wouldn't be getting a defender
0: no definitely not um <laughs> yeah, after, yeah saying that i've predicted a three nil win but <laughs> well, the only reason i've done that is i just think wolves are just so bad going forwards
1: the yeah they didn't they really didn't impress it like
0: scoring was against 10 men
1: yeah and, and even then they had one big chance it just happened to be two goals
0: yeah so a three nil to me to spurs two one to you Gareth Bale for me, possibly the player of the week to watch for. I've got a funny feeling he could go. I think I could. F- funny he could have some fun.
1: Yeah, no, like I have Kane already, so like for me, like the idea of bringing in Sun or Bale, although it's appealing, I, I do think I'd rather go for like a City player or Mane, just to differentiate a bit, and like I'd rather have triple Liverpool than jump back on the double Spurs train. Like I just sold Sun on the wild card. Um, Seems a bit backward to now get him or bail back for Bruno. Like, I, I just, I don't know if I can stomach that.
0: I don't have any Spurs players now. I've sold them all.
1: I wish I'd gone um, down that route. Um, you know, K- Kane could have been anyone else and I would have had a better yeah. week or if I just subbed him for Smith. I road. don't know if
0: Kane, I don't know if Kane, there's two thought, trains of thought with Kane, right? He's either going to, he's probably, he may well leave. He's either going to go out with a bang or is that pissed off? He's going to go out with a whimper.
1: He looks like he's playing with an injury too, to be fair. Like he looks very sluggish since he returned from that injury.
0: Yeah. Well, but he's he it he can take time. I mean, I hope he's back right for the Euros. That's my concern. We That's the main thing.
1: That. I hope he doesn't run himself into the ground before the tournament. I
0: agree. I agree. And he may have one eye on the Euros, so he might not commit as hard. That might That's be just... why he looks like he does right now. Possibly. 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 You watch now, we've just talked him down and you watch him score after trick. well I um, owned
1: him, and I kept him for a reason but I'm talking down Son and Bale is a double up on Kane <laughs> I have Kane for transparency <laughs>
0: yeah well I've not I've, I've even put the golf club away now I can't even be bothered to talk about golf with Gareth Bale um right the next one then West Brom against Liverpool again Liverpool may be smarting from an early season issue with West Brom um but the matchups: West Brom attack 2.6 they have created a lot of chances in the recent weeks um Liverpool is zero as we said it's as good as it gets and defensively 4.1 Liverpool 4.8 West Brom so there's that 4.8 I was trying to figure out what it was earlier in the uh in the pod it wasn't Sheffield United it was West Brom with a minus yeah, 4.8 there and yeah I've mentioned Pereira I think that's why I've predicted a four-one win. It could be five one. Maybe I should put my money where my mouth is and go five one, but I've put four one down anyway. And you've gone for three-nil. This is the week I think that Liverpool go mad.
1: Yeah, like I think what I would say is if Jota's rested against um United, he might be my other asset I target in the in this game week against West Brom because Although I'd like Mane, um yeah, that might be difficult for me f- financially. So like, I could get like a Marnay and a Foden double up, or I could go for more of like a Jota and a Mares, or you know, there, there's so many options. There's like, I can do exact money for Jota and Iana- uh, Jota and Antonio as well for Ianacho and Greenwood, and just keep Bruno. And keeping Bruno might be a differential, but the way he's being sold, so.
0: Yeah, I I, I just think that I agree with you, I think you make a very good point that um, at this moment in time Mane is coming into my team
1: He is definitely on my radar and if it's not him, it might be Jota I think I'm going to bring a third Liverpool attacker It's just which one and that will primarily depend on which City player I'm targeting too Marez or Foden, I guess
0: The one thing I saw was Klopp giving Mane a big hug and I think that was a i know how frustrated you've been mate you're back and i can't i'm just wondering whether he's not gonna rest him now for that reason you know what i mean the worst and possibly the worst thing for a player is just to start feeling like he's coming back to something like his best and then warming the bench
1: yeah no i agree and he's actually talked about it there was some quotes earlier today at lunchtime about He's kind of admitted to enduring the worst season of his career and like he's been talking about it a lot. And yeah. having said that, I know he's a bit expensive and maybe he's not lived up to the price he is in FPL this year, but he is still right now the one, two, three, four, five. He's the sixth highest scoring midfielder in the game still. So <laughs> like this is the worst season of his career. And he's about to face West Brom, Burnley and Palace. In a fight for top four
0: he's the forgotten man
1: he's got nine goals and nine assists in the worst season of his career and he's the sick fire scoring mid like i don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to double up with him in Salah for the run-in like if you can afford it go for it uh,
0: and i can and i will i think um everton against sheffield united just to finish us off um this is a free hit paradise Sheffield United are complete cack, as we've been saying now for some weeks. Um you know, they're as red as it gets, really, with respect to attack. Um, binary Brewster still holding on to his binary record. Um poor devil. I feel so sorry for him. He's only a young lad, he will come right, I'm sure. Um he was hyped a lot as the answer to our problems this year. Well overhyped. And to be fair to him, as much as I say it in jest. You know, I hope this hasn't. I hope he goes down to the championship and scores 30 goals.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, he's I a really good player, think. but just I think we saw him at 4.5 million and we all had our FPL hats on. Yeah, of
0: course, <laughs> of course we did. Um, and I mean, he only scored six in the championship, didn't he? I think for, for Swansea, yeah. I think it was something like that. Um, but no, Everton 3.2, no great shakes attack wise, but Sheffield United 4.8, 1.8 maybe not such as big a matchup as i thought it was but i still maintain that everton have something to play for sheffield united don't. this could be five nil i've gone with three nil you've gone with two one
1: yeah i think like everton could feasibly overtake spurs as we were saying earlier in the show and for me that's kind of enough to back them heavily i, I only have calvert lewin right now i wish i had Dinia but i'm not really one for defender transfers i've my money and the Leeds boys i hope they can outscore tinia but um overall i'd say some people have sigerson as well like that could be quite a nice one but yeah like I-, I like this fixture and if i was free hitting i'd be trying to go triple um i
0: agree
1: i just wouldn't Definitely. use a free transfer for them i don't think with the likes of liverpool and city nah. out there with pretty appealing matches
0: and the point is with a free hit is that's the week to play the differential because other people will not have three everton
1: we won't be going for them for sure yeah
0: we might have one or two if we're if we've had the forethought to actually bring someone in but <laughs> but yeah
1: <laughs> which i haven't <laughs> oh I just, i'm just happy with calvert Lewis.
0: yeah no me too yeah me too i'm very happy with him um so uh, one of my players of the season probably for fpl um so yeah so uh, that's that So uh, what we'll do now is we'll look at our teams. And back to you, mate.
1: Great. So um, this is my boss team right now. I'm on Salah captain against West Brom. I have Gator in goal, Wood, Trent and uh, dallas playing for me and eiling so i have double Leeds defense in this fixture i have zaha as well against villa um i also have kane against wolves calvert lewin against sheffield now i have a decision to make because forster i do wonder if that penalty save does bring him into the lineup for fulham there's some talk of maybe he gets the fulham game and then mccarthy gets the last two games of the season so i am tempted by playing forster at home to fulham over gator at Villa considering I already have Ward in defence anyway so I think that's a decision I'll make and you know if he doesn't play I'm hoping he gets zero minutes and I get the subkeeper anyway right
0: Yeah, exactly. now I'm only on
1: nine bad. players so do you recognise that. that right yeah, yeah I, I
0: would do that for sure
1: I should change them around I, I did change it briefly and then I got nervous and changed it back because I was like <laughs> oh double Palestine sheet and then they just lost 3-1 and I thought no bloody way um <laughs> I have obviously like Smith rowe not playing, Fernandez not playing, Greenwood not playing, Shaw not playing, Ian Nacho not playing. So I've only got nine players. Mm-hmm. Um, my original plan and the way I'd move my wild card around was so I had exactly 0.1 million breathing room to do Ian Nacho to Antonio and Greenwood to Jota. So I can do that still. It is an option, but I'm not really tempted by the likes of kind of Fernandez to Mane and Greenwood to Foden. So I am looking at a Marne Foden pair up and just don't get Antonio yet and maybe do Ianacho to Antonio in 37 or something like that. <laughs> I have looked at a minus eight though. Um and that was very tempting. Kind of get Ianacho to Antonio now, get Marne now, get um Foden now, and bench one of my defenders, like one of my crap defenders. In that scenario, I would maybe bench like Ward and play Gator over Foster Foster. But, like, my thinking was, do I take an additional minus four and do it now so that I have all three game weeks to maximize my chance of return? Because my other nervousness is I want to do Zaha to Rafinha in game week 37 anyway. So if I only do two moves now to field 11, then next week I'm going to have the tough choice of do I want Antonio or do I want Rafinha? And so I'm going to end up maybe taking a minus four then again. So do I just make it a minus eight now and, like, pre-booked that hit and i don't take many hits just for context i'm on minus 28 points this season so far so that's like seven hits mm-hmm. if i take one more that's eight hits i can live with that um I've had two back-to-back big green arrows i feel like if there was ever a time to go for a mine and say i'm seeing people do some insane hits to get bench boosts out and to get to 11 players so I'm tempted by the minus eight. I'm not going to do it live on air like you did that week,
0: Marino, but <laughs> And I'm not doing it either. I'm waiting till later in the week. I'm going yeah, to wait. But
1: what, what are your thoughts on that? Do, do you think, like, would you prefer, like, keeping Fernandez and doing, like, a Greenwood and Iheanacho to more of an Antonio no. and Jota? Or would you That's go quite same. heavy on, like, a Mane or a Mares and really go for it this week with the end of the my, season? Insight.
0: My perspective with Fernandez is sell him. Because he's okay. only got one more game because he will not play three days, three uh, days, before. days before, the, before the final, right?
1: What do you think about keeping Greenwood? Yes. Because they do have two nice fixtures. So I could do like Fernandez to like a Mares and a um, Ianacho to like Antonio. Like I could do something like that.
0: <clears throat> the only risk I've got and the only thing I'd say about because you're not free hitting.
1: Yeah, I'm right? not. No.
0: Because you're not free hitting, the city assets are a risk.
1: Yeah, that's what it does feel like. But and I don't know if Foden's enough. Like I do think Morris no. is the better pick.
0: And you've already only got 10 players and then you bring Foden in and then don't play.
1: But then what about Morris? That's why I'm thinking do just go Mane.
0: That's where I'm going. <laughs> because at least that's I know where where probably... I'm probably going for a city asset. If I was going to go for a city asset this week it would be it would be Aguero.
1: Okay. I could so if I could do like an Ianacho to Aguero. That's what I was just
0: going to suggest. That's yeah, and I could do Fernandez
1: down to someone like jota or rafinha just get rafinha early
0: yeah that's also quite that's quite nice
1: that is very appealing he's i think he's one goal away from drawing with um the andy cole um on the third most premier league goals ever scored and like two points away from overtaking him or yeah, uh, he's doing well like he's up there and this is his final chance
0: okay so yeah so that's maybe where i would go mate but uh, Sorry, again, no, I, I have this i'm thing. probably i'm i might hold i'll move to mine i might hold uh mm-hmm. iniacho oddly enough because i'm looking at this mid i'm looking at midfield right where am i at the moment i'm looking this is this is with transfers already not locked in but where i may have gone with transfers and you'll see it's an eight point hit um again um <laughs> My view is Aspilaqueta down to Dallas, Bruno to Marne, and Madison to Rafinha. That's my that would be my minus eight. Um and that would leave me with Martinez in goal, Dallas, Trent, Size. <laughs> me oh, and God, and, the house still and, in, and in oh god's sake then rafinha salah lingard mane so a really nice midfield and then vidra and dcl up top so that would be a uh, 4-4-2 so i would have 11 players out with a minus eight quite frankly it may as well be nine because size and toes i expect nothing from them <laughs>
1: They're just right. there like bums on seats on the
0: bus. Yeah, but I expect absolutely nothing from them. Um, what else could I do? You know, I've got six million in the bank with that move, so I can pretty much do anything. There I is that vidra to Aguero. I take to, Agua- to Aguero next week.
1: There, there's definitely that move there, um... <laughs>
0: I love it. You imagine, you know, so I could do that or I could bring Bruno back if I just wanted. Just
1: imagine how maverick it would look if Aguero got five goals against Newcastle and we captained him over Salah or something. Oh, my yeah. Lord.
0: But I mean, look, I could bring Aguero back easily uh, for the last two games uh, without a doubt. Uh, I don't know. Or I could or I could move back to, I could just move back to Bruno and captain him against, against Fulham and, and then move him out again. See, my missed.
1: problem is exactly that. Like, I wonder if Aguero doesn't play all three. Maybe I, I said he would, but maybe he misses the middle game. And, like, for me, that's like, would I rather just Antonio, who will play that's all three, and yeah, spend no, the yeah. money on, like, a I don't know. Like, that's
0: tough. It, it is, but there's nothing. The, my point is, I mean, the safe, I mean, you know, quite frankly, Burnley played Sheffield United the last game week. Do I go any Do out They'll I yeah, exactly, just go in the like... show to Wood and double up on Burnley attack.
1: You could, Yeah, you could definitely do that.
0: There's another option, right?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and they've got a the decent fixture now. Like, I think it's the 37 yeah. fixture that's the tough one for them against Liverpool or someone. Yeah, but I benched them then. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point.
0: You know. Um, so, yeah, so so that's where I am. At the moment, the captaincy is firmly on Salah. Um, but it could i if, if i'm feeling a little bit frisky i could put it onto to marnie because i'm thinking is this the week to try and just have that outside chance of blasting up But i could easily go the opposite way with that it's a high risk
1: very high risk but um it could pay dividends
0: he owes me that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> from that one point triple captain Musky.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> his chance to redeem himself
0: so. So, is, is that the one you know i don't know I, I feel frisky with it it's a funny term but i feel a bit frisky about mana i think it, it really really like this i really like this punt. I, I like that.
1: I'm definitely eyeing up Mane. He, he's firmly in my crosshairs.
0: To be honest, I've been saying it for a while. I mean, I've probably been saying it for two or three weeks, and I, and I'm finally now starting to see a little spark. And I said he needs to score. He needs to score, and I need to see the spark. And I'm starting to see that spark, and that's why Salah, Mane, and Trent wonderful. Delighted with those three going into those remaining fixtures. One thing I would say, I wouldn't captain Trent. If, if people are looking for a differential, personally, I can't see Liverpool keeping a clean sheet between now and the end of the season. I think they're just going to go all out attack. We're going to score. Yeah, I think I out.
1: would rather even captain maybe Jotter over Trent, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's my team. So let's go on to the Q&As and then let's get out of
1: here. So, yeah. So we have quite a few good questions that have come from Twitter.
0: We, we do. And the first one is from siver who uh, did a fantastic job on our show last week um on the the matchup show um and he asks uh fpl banger asks uh antonio or bamford or wood for the running assuming you own dcl
1: yeah okay <laughs> yeah i think for me like it's all been on antonio like as much as I like Bamford, um, I, pref- I, I, I can get Rafinha. I think I, I prefer Rafinha over Lingard. So for me, it was that conversation earlier of I'd rather a double of Rafinha and Antonio over Bamford and um, Lingard. But I guess Wood is an interesting one, as you said. Um, I've got Kane. I, I can't see myself selling Kane now for the rest of the season. So I've got Kane and DCL. So I'm in the same predicament as FPL, Banger and, I'm still leaning on Antonio over Bamford or Wood, but take that with some um medicine because watching Antonio play, you feel like his hamstring could explode at any moment.
0: That's always the risk with him. I think wood is in such fine form. I think I personally think I might swerve antonio i, I, I you don't want any more really... question marks in your eleven <laughs> no I, I I think if it was me, I would go Bamford or Wood. Why would I pick Bamford? Because he's got an outside chance of sneaking into the um, Euros.
1: Yeah. Very good. Why would I go
0: and also because Rafinha's back, and I think that will check that will be a game changer for Leeds going forward. And also Wood from purely form and fixtures. So that's the I think it comes down to that conundrum. I think if it was me. I would go with bam bam i like that
1: it's good to see a different opinion
0: that's me okay uh that's why i just think he's just got that outside sniff i think was was southgate watching i think he was wasn't he i think so yeah 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 interesting that right that's the one of the reasons now we've got a question from from shom Asking about comparative of key players for the last three game weeks. I think that's really more of a match-up show question, actually.
1: Um, oh, so maybe we cover that one when you do the live stream. Yeah, but he's
0: just mentioned Antonio iniacho would against DCL. So, again, another forward question. So, yeah. think, uh, my view is iniacho is probably the only Leicester asset now to consider... But I would co- probably sell him. Um, Antonio would. We've already had that conversation, right?
1: Yeah, and I think DCL for me, like with this game week thirty-six fixture against Sheffield, he, he's a shoe into my team. Um,
0: deadly, like deadly, deadly. Yeah, definitely. easily. It could be a hat trick. It could easily be a hat trick for him. It, he he looked like he's he looked a like he's
1: like, a differential captain shot this week. If you weren't going uh, for a premium, I, agree. Basis,
0: so I like... definitely agree with you, um, Gabe. FPL Lens, Uh, good old Gabe, now he's got his uh, uh, Wi-Fi cable encased in concrete to stop morons (laughs) cutting through it. Um, Which City players are worth a look on free? I think we've pretty much answered that, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I think so. So we like Aguero, we like um, Mores and we like Foden. Um, You could go for a Diaz, of course, but I think I would be going triple attack. What
0: about about Mendy or Zinchenko?
1: Yeah, they're they're good. I, I just... I hate the idea of like getting them and like they come on for one point. I think if you were sure they'd only play zero minutes, if they don't play a la Alonso, then like you can be like, okay, I have a good first sub on my free hit. They'll replace them. But my worry with and Zinchenko is they could just easily play for like one minute. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. I mean, I think Zinchenko is often brought on, isn't he?
1: To close out um, games yeah yeah, he's
0: brought on as a close out maybe really. not
1: mendy so much but definitely Zinchenko.
0: that's the point and that's why i'm maybe tempted to go mendy there if mm. i fancied an asset uh, and the obvious you said that one, last
1: time about mendy and he got an assist
0: <laughs> and you know the obvious one as well we've just forgotten him completely edison okay
1: oh right yeah of course yeah like i think um I don't really like to spend much on goalkeepers, so if it that would, I'd just be buying Pickford for four point eight on a free hit. To be <laughs> honest with you, like. But look,
0: I mean, you're free hitting, right? So if yeah. you wanted to double up on City defence, thinking the that, that could, could be, be a nice team, one,
1: yeah, Edison and Diaz, Edison and Mendy,
0: something like that, yeah. And absolutely. Get like a
1: Mares or a Foden. I don't Orange. know that I
0: would though. I think I'd more likely. Although saying that, the more I think about it, the more it might be more appealing because. Maybe it's easier to predict what's going to happen in the back than it is up actually with respect to players up front. Uh, certainly in midfield. I ain't got a bleak clue what's happening in the city. I really haven't. So <laughs> yeah. uh, um, um actually we're on Pickford now. We've got um Nihal uh, at FPL Masala. Um Pickford rotation risk on a free hit. I've got to make a choice between Pickford or Edison.
1: <laughs> that 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 lined up nicely, didn't, didn't it? did not um, say that Pickford is a rotation risk. So Olsen in game week 30 and 31 played 90 minutes. Um, he also played 90 minutes, three games back to back between game week 22 and 24. He played in game week 13 and game week 7. So Pickford isn't 100% nailed on. I will go far as saying that, yeah. I, I,
0: but there's I mean, look, a big I've, price
1: difference, right, between him and
0: Edison. I think if he's got the cash, I would go Edison.
1: Yeah, just for the safety. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I do like Meslier as a pick. Like Leeds have great final three fixtures. Yeah. I'm not averse to him as an idea as well.
0: I Don't know that. I think. I think. I don't know. I'd double up with Leeds defence though. And I have. And you'd to rather have Dallas.
1: Dallas. Yeah.
0: I have to have Dallas. If we don't look, if you're not on the Dallas train, this is the Mariner saying now. If you're not on the Dallas train, you've got three more matches before he goes into bloody obscurity in midfield next year.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I've just realized I'm on about two percent battery, so we might need to rattle right. through these final let's, questions. Let's
0: quickly go right next one. Lingard, would you rather keep Lingard for or Jota for the last three?
1: For me, that's a straight Jota, like okay. I would be keeping Jota. Like he almost scored a brace or hat trick in 60 minutes, he's not yeah. being clinical, that, but that was from he FPL, gets chances.
0: That was from FPL Vibud. And the last question is Mares worth a punt? Um, and add. Bale to that list, to that uh, to that list, and that's from I prefer Morris H- over
1: F-F-Bale. Bale. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I prefer. So I think we've got Mattia Matty, Matty H and then also FPL Matt from uh, FPL Connect team. So yeah, yeah no, I, okay. just for that, like I would definitely think Morris is worth a punt. I actually prefer him at his price point over Aguero, and because he's a mid. Um, Bale, you you have more info on this from Gabe, I'm sure in the matchup show, but. He yeah. was saying that actually his matchup article this week would favor Sonny um, in that match over Bale. So I, I, I like Son. I think I'd rather Son. If he's already got Son, I wouldn't be looking to add Bale in addition or to move sideways. Um, I like Son. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't go for Bale personally. Um, Mahrez, though, that's very exciting. If I was picking between Mahrez and Bale, I would be going Marez every time.
0: Fair play. And, and that's that, just as your batter is about to die. So we have one
1: question from a baggam boy, oh. uh, Sean, which, which
0: was unlike
1: the one? the one that we're going to answer next week, he also said, Is it worth it for a goalkeeper transfer for a hit or just have 10 players? And if you had to have a goalkeeper mm-hmm. for a hit, who would be the surest clean sheet? And then there's a follow up saying, cronky out. So I agree with him on that too. <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: with that. <laughs> goalkeeper <laughs> for a hit. This so
1: I would never do like. No, I wouldn't like, do it. So like, wouldn't I've done do it. that before and my goalkeeper got like one yeah. point or zero yeah. points. It was not worth it. Um, if he has to, though, who's the surest clean sheet for you this week?
0: Edison.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we've just literally said he's the best one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, Edison. Yeah, that's I still it. like that's
1: Pickford it. at 4.8. I don't know if he yeah. can afford going up to Edison from whatever keeper he might have. So no, I'll give you the Pickford not. alternative.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Pickford's a good shout, I think, with respect to uh like a United. And but stuff, the trouble yeah. is he's probably not gonna get surf points. Maybe Edison yeah, will be. So that's only a two point gain for a hit, so why do it?
1: I wouldn't. No, me neither. But that's right, all mate, the questions, yeah.
0: That is it. So now your battery can die.
1: Now I'm on one percent. So if I go before you say <laughs> bye <laughs> to the viewers, I'll us, but, my it.
0: Yeah, if you disappear, I'll say goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye now, Nima, before you, uh, before yeah, I... Yeah,
1: I will. So thanks, guys. Um, sorry we didn't have a Compass episode last week. Um, we're back on track now. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Let us know what you thought and drop us a review on an Apple podcast if you're listening on podcast format, please.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Um, so if your battery go- goes now, you can go quite happily off into the
1: evening. Yeah, I'll be sure to download the we transfer and upload the pod, though.
0: <laughs> all right mate right so that's that one hour 24 we're getting faster um as always guys thank you very much i hope you enjoyed uh what you've heard today i think it's been a fabulous show i've really enjoyed it um please do give us a like please give us a subscribe please hit the bell for notifications on youtube please as Nima says if you sat on the beach you lucky devils go and get that pod into your ears it'll be there by the morning uh in the uk and in europe and and yeah that's that we're back tomorrow night uh with the matchup show at the moment it's just me and gabe i'm still trying to find someone um i think Nima's going out somewhere Hibbo. yes
1: it's my birthday actually oh, ah, I just happy realized, birthday yeah, mate thank you um, my laptop says zero percent so i don't know how i'm still here but <laughs> i've never seen it say zero percent
0: before <laughs> anyway on that note happy birthday mate As <laughs> for the rest of you. you i will see you all uh tomorrow night till then
1: see you guys tomorrow yeah